Hello and welcome back to our next episode of Downtown Manam, the podcast. We are here today with a special guest we will introduce in a second. But first, Justin has some announcements about our next event coming up. That's true. Yep. Yes, this Friday, which would be August 20th, we have the Downtown Car Show. Um, so that is from 5 to 8 o'clock. That's downtown, right in Lot 6, off uh, Broadway, across the street from the gentleman who our next guest is business, Diablo Blue. Um, it is free for those who want to attend. If you have a car that you would like to bring to it, you can drive right up to the gate. It is a $10 registration fee, and all of your fees go directly to our nonprofit organization. So we do appreciate anybody that's going to be there. We think it's going to be pretty fun. It's our first time dipping our toes into a car show style event so this should be quite interesting and then the other one that i think we're going to talk about probably in this uh in this show because there's a reason why our uh, guest paul is here is our great community cookout of september 10th the last episode back i mentioned how it's usually a thursday and usually a little later in the month but it is a friday september 10th this year because we are coinciding it with a big concert true blue concert on saturday september 11th we're trying to help um a group that our gentleman Paul and we're just we're bearing the lead on who's here as we continue. You just keep giving, uh, giving more hints, more hints of who it is and how what he's going to talk about. Um, <laughs> of having a two day, uh, helping having a two day fun uh, festivities down in downtown Menominee. But for the cookout, that is our event. It will be music, food, food trucks, um, fun things for the kids. Um, Giant bubbles, I'm sure. Giant bubbles, you as know, usual. all the all as usual in Menominee. You can't have an event without somebody having giant bubbles for the kids to pop in the middle of the street. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I think it'll be a fun event and it's going to lead up into this True Blue concert, which is the first time it's going to happen in Menominee. And I think that's a good segue. But first, oh. hello, I'm Becca Schoenborn. Oh, yeah. This is my co-host, Jeez, Justin Dubuque. We got to get into this. We're bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> Intros and outros for this show is super ba- is super unprofessional and bad for a podcast. We should introduce ourselves first. And have a better way of ending these shows. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. (laughs) Today we are joined with a very special guest named Paul Wilkes, who, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I wouldn't say very special, but guest is great. Um, So I own Diablo Boo here in downtown Menominee, beautiful downtown Menominee. And um, like Dustin said, we're planning a concert for downtown Menominee, one of the first of its kind, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're super excited about that. But uh, yeah, I come uh, came into Menominee back in 2019, and I've loved every minute of it since, minus sometimes being closed down because of a pandemic. Yep. But mm-hmm. other than that, life's great. Yeah. So you're not from here originally? I'm not. I'm actually originally from South Carolina. Oh. And I moved up here to go to school, mm-hmm. and I live in Eau Claire currently. But um, I and you I went to school in Eau Claire. I did. Okay. I went to a private school, little Eau Claire Emanuel Lutheran. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. A little tiny mm-hmm. school tucked in the woods. People that have lived in Eau Claire for like their entire lives don't even know it exists. Sometimes it's so nestled in the woods of the southern Eau Claire. But interesting. But I loved the the Midwest so much that I just never went back to South Carolina. I accidentally did the same thing. I moved to Menominee to go to Stout in 2011, and then I accidentally I never haven't left. left. Yeah, it's got a it way of you grabbing in. you in. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, yeah. So how old were you when you moved up here then? I was 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it was a boarding school. So the, gotcha. this, this school has a private churches all across the country, and you get to go visit this school when you're in eighth grade, right? So what 14-year-old wouldn't want to stay in a dorm full of guys, no parents, <laughs> and have high school with a bunch of your friends? So I was like, sign me up. Why not? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 
Interesting. Then I learned you had to do like your own laundry and stuff like that. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, never mind. This Mom doesn't get to This come isn't with great. You. What's <laughs> going on here? Yeah. This isn't great. So I didn't know I had to be an adult too. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so I joined the military for a little while. I was gone for six years, but came back and have loved the Midwest ever since. Cool. The Our second last military guest. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Barb was in the Navy. What branch I of the military were you in? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. What'd you do? I was in the infantry, so mm. just usually get put out in the front and say, yeah. hey, go there and do that. All right. So lots of fun. Great experience, though. Great. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of lost in my life at 18, and, and it was something that really put me on the right path of good hard work and stuff like that. But Awesome. Is that why yeah. you chose it at 18? You're just like, what What? What else do I do? Is that was Well, that it was either thought? that, I was partying too much when I got out of high school, you know, and my mom was like, hey, it's time to get a job. And then I went home that night and said, hey, I got a job and I leave in three months for the army. And she's like, I didn't mean that job. <laughs> so. You have to be more specific next time, mom. Right, right. I, you didn't say fast food. You, you just said get a job. So... That's you you just come at. home the day after, and she just has a stack of like McDonald's and Wendy's. <laughs> right. She right. goes, "How about these instead?" Are you sure? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so then when you came back from that, um, I came back from that. I got into marketing a little bit, and I started working for a company that actually owns a business here in town called Kingpin Management. They mm-hmm. own the Stout Craft Co. Yep. Um, and that's where I got my introduction into the service industry. What an amazing industry, right? Mm-hmm. Love it, hate it, whatever. A little bit of everything. And so I worked with them for almost seven years. And left there and decided to uh, start a marketing and event company. And then um, the old 631 Broadway building came up as a potential opportunity to turn it into something good. Mm -hmm. And so we worked with the city and I took that over. And yeah, it's been fun ever since. Awesome. Yeah. And when you were working for Kingpin over there, I know at the at the now Stoutcraft company, Mm -hmm. um, you were you were kind of like working with some of like the concerts and stuff over there, too, because I know there's a couple of years there. Yeah. I know my wife went to quite a few of them. Yeah, so we were looking for reasons to help fill their wedding banquet hall on weekends they didn't have weddings. And um, I always wanted to do a concert because I thought it would be cool. And so our first show there was Chris Cagle, country music. Mm-hmm. But we've done country, rock, um, EDM type stuff there. And um, that kind of got me hooked into that industry. Once you do a concert, you're kind of like, oh, do more. And then you realize how much hard work it is. And then when it's over, you're like, oh, I'll do more again. And <laughs> so, It is yeah. something about the whole, like, just in general we don't obviously do big concerts or anything, but just the event, event, event planning, planning yeah. in general. Right. What is, I know, because you do it obviously for now living, for part of your living is right. doing concerts and stuff. I know, isn't it, it's kind of like a sadistic thing of like, it is so much work. Uh, it's such a headache. It, but it that is. like four hours where the event's going on and you see people enjoying it. Absolutely. So it, it, you get on this endorphin high. Yeah. Right. It's You're like, funny. Last night, so we're doing a concert tonight. Uh, well, tonight, well, today, yeah. which, today when which will recording. be about three weeks three ago. Three weeks from ago. <laughs> um, but I was just telling one of my crew that we were there setting up till midnight. We could barely walk anymore. And I'm like, I promise you, this really sucks. But when you see all the people enjoying mm-hmm. the show, it makes it all worth it. And when the show's done, you're like, oh, I can't wait to do another one. Yeah. Yes. It is always the feeling. You always it feel is. like the next, like that night and the next day, you're like, oh, like that, that was, was good. Mm-hmm. And then you start, you're like, oh, I can't wait. Next, yep. you remember, and you always have that post meeting too, where you're like, next year, it's this, this is bigger and better, bigger and better. And then three, yeah. we, three months from then, when you start the planning, you're like, oh, geez. I was very, I was overconfident, overconfident <laughs> yes. in what we could do. What which, were we, what were you we know, thinking? Leads us to a show coming up here yeah. in Menominee, I think. Yeah. Which is the best part about having we wanted to have you I, on to talk I'm all excited. about it. I'm excited. So, you know, with my concert background, I always wanted to figure out a way to do a concert across from Diablo. Just would be really Mm -hmm. cool to do that. So we've been working with with you guys and the city, and we acquired the the parking lot right across the street. 
and we plan to do we we came up with the name true blue festival as a way to you know kind of honor the blue devils as a heritage here in the community and and it kind of had a nice little rhyme to it and ring to it so um we we're trying to do this as an annual event so we hope that the first one goes well and we can keep making this into more and more each year and and this year we're gonna i think hopefully go big the first time Mm -hmm. swing for the fences yeah why not so um back in high school and i'm probably older than anyone in this room um, there was a band that used to sell out stadiums and arenas. I'll never forget, uh, 1999, I saw them at Iowa State University. Um, they opened and they had uh, Three Doors Down with them and Seven Dust mm-hmm. on a tour. And they just packed the stadium and, and they've amazed me ever since. So, you know, uh, it'll probably, you know, they'll know this by the time the podcast comes out, but we're still yep. going to announce it. So we are bringing St- Scott Stapp, formerly of Creed, mm-hmm. to downtown Menominee. Uh, it's a pretty big very exciting yeah it's pretty yes. exciting i love that you're talking about creed as if people don't have never heard of the band right <laughs> right right, right. Like, a right. lot of people know creed I think. Yeah. yes and they had know, i can't even remember how many number one hits they had you, right. you you know what so like the other day again because you know by the time this does land this will be announced tickets will right. be on sale and all that fun stuff um but we're in the process of like working with paul and i'd have read up a an advertisement. I'd like. I'd go and like reread about Creed because obviously I know the songs. They were right. huge when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. Couldn't get away from them. Told you I'm the oldest one here. <laughs> High school. But go ahead. <laughs> middle school, you know. Um, and uh, then you, like you were read. I was reading about a man. I, I I didn't realize. I forget how huge they were. Mm-hmm. Like the number one hits, huge. the Grammy nominations, the and Scott Stapp himself, which I again I've not followed. You know him at all, really. I know that he's still around, and I know he plays Rockfest every couple of years. He's usually on the bill. Um, he's still putting out like top five Billboard chart songs. Yeah. Like, and he's got that very really distinct voice. Yeah, right. you know, which like, is interesting. Yeah, even if you don't think you know Creed music, you, you do know Creed you, music. If yeah. a song comes on, you're going to accidentally be singing along. You to at it, minimum you... know three Creed songs, right? At minimum, or recognize his voice. He does have a very distinct. Yeah singing voice. so no but that's very awesome very of Paul exciting. and your Big company name. to be yeah, able to excited. do something like again Menominee you know a lot of the events here are run by nonprofits, including ours the Mabel Tainer and a lot of other ones and they all do a great job but we all know nonprofits mm-hmm. constrained with time money and all the other fun things yeah um so it's nice that uh you know there's a group down here that sees that there's potential to absolutely do something and I know like you don't want to give yourself a plug but to let everyone know that we are working to help raise funds for downtown Menominee because it's such a great cause that you guys work tirelessly to help make sure downtown thrives and businesses stay busy. And that's uh, huge. Especially for the folks that do it as a volunteer on my board of directors like <laughs> Becca. She gets the wow. double. Thank you. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, so that should be really fun. So it is September 11th. Correct. The day um, after the cookout. Yeah, the day after the cookout. So we hope to make a really nice two-day thing. And again, what the future plan is, hopefully we can make it a three-day thing because that is one thing that Menominee has lacked for for as long as probably forever is that the constant you know talking point in Menominee is that where's the three-day event? Where's the festival? Where's the you know pickle fest? If, if Boyceville, yeah. if Elmwood, if the UFO days, UFO days, right. you know, if yeah. uh, you know, all these places can have these, you know, Hodag Fest up in uh, what Rhinelander, you know, yeah. why is Menominee not have this, you know, right. and I, you know, and I think it goes back to you know just the the difficulty of people and money and time and all those fun things, mm-hmm. but this Absolutely. is a way of I think maybe doing this, and I think the more and 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 there'll be people that disagree with me and that's fine, the more we can interact 
the community with students, mm-hmm. I right. think is always a good thing. I agree. I agree. Having gone to Stout, that, and then also living in the community now, not as a student, it there is a big divide between the campus mm-hmm. and the townies, as we all call ourselves, um, the community members who live here and don't go to school, but it's cool that you're doing something specifically to try to bring those two groups together. Yes. This is an all ages event, families, anyone. Mm -hmm. I mean, you got to like like rock or just like live music in general. And he's going to have hits that you're going to know, but it's, it's going to be an all ages event to bring Mm -hmm. everyone together. Yeah. And I think that's the best part. And I do agree with that is it is we, we are, our stout has three buildings and are literally our downtown. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's amazing what a street can do. We've uh, I, I help with the Mabel Tainer with things a lot for their shows. And, you know, if I was outside and I really felt like on a good day of throwing a baseball from the front of the Mabel Tainer, I could probably – I could for sure hit Stout Property. Mm-hmm. But I could, maybe could hit one of their buildings with a baseball. <laughs> Feeling and strong. Eat yeah, if I felt I, – I, you know, I stretched it out a little bit yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, we've even had this discussion at the Mabels. It's amazing what a street can do. Yeah. Like I'm talking about Main Street, cutting the Mabel off from the – and, like, how can we, like – you know, we've, there's been discussions. It was like, how can we create a bridge, like an imaginary bridge, mm-hmm. just to literally get mm-hmm. the students to cross yep. that Absolutely. street? For and that I think we already had good success with what Mabel did. They did a while back with yes. their street. They music did that they community. Did. They yeah. did a concert for the community, which everybody loved. That all every, of our guests since it as, since that have mentioned it. Either yeah. I, I'm pretty sure our last four guests have mentioned it because I'm able to do such a good job. It they was did. so fun. Yeah, and, and it's and again, I like the way you were kind of shaping it. Is the Mabel shaped it as a, a like a thank you to the community for caring during the pandemic. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how you've shaped this too, is which is really smart. You know, you're thanking us as an organization, you're thanking the downtown as a whole, right. not just mm-hmm. us. You know, there's hundreds of people that make our downtown go. But you're also like looking for Stout, mm-hmm. which Stout, you know, new chancellor that came in a week before the pandemic as we've had on, on episode three, if you want to go into the archives and listen mm-hmm. to that. Um, shameless self plug. Shameless self plug. And there's a lot of things that you're getting out. And hopefully a Menominee thing that's tough called is drawing people from not Menominee. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. we want we want people from this. This extends beyond Menominee. This is Eau Claire, Chippewa Valley, into the cities, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot more to offer in Menominee than people even realize. Mm-hmm. Racetrack, all sorts of other events that people just don't know. So let's get them in here to see that. A lot of really good places to eat and drink. There are. Downtown. Yeah. Right. And what a better way. And like, this is just a good night out. And I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. I think once it officially goes live, which again, it'll be live a couple weeks before this. Yeah, but if you haven't bought your tickets, do but, that now. Yeah. There you go. Start <laughs> plugging the tickets. If you haven't bought your tickets, go to what? Trueblueconcert.com. True find them on Facebook. You That's can find Trueblueconcert.com. Like or like downtown Menominee, if you haven't already on Facebook and there'll be a link there. Yep, so. you'll, you, you'll won't probably, if you follow any of, uh, Diablo blue, true blue <laughs> concert, downtown Menominee, May, uh, probably the cha- Chamber of Commerce and Explore Menominee. I'm sure you'll uh, you won't be able to miss it by the time this comes mm-hmm. out. So is this? Uh, so where are you planning? Like you're so you know you do these concerts and such, and you're you know they're in Eau Claire and Menominee, and you know you're drawing between a thousand four thousand people at concerts. Do you have like this ambition to like put on this ah. to go really hardcore and build your way up to get like a 10, 15,000 person concert. Somewhere. Well, I would always love to put on another country fest. Obviously you couldn't do a country fest, a country jam around here. They're already existing. But, right. Mm-hmm. But, a, but a dream would be to be able to do a three day large type festival somewhere that needs it. Mm-hmm. So that would always be the dream. It's just, it's fun. It's, it's fun. So yeah. You definitely have to get out of the Midwest though. 
for that. Yeah, because there's there's a you there's can, a fair festival every five feet. But yeah, and pretty much every fair has at least one headlining country act at it. Yes, yes. That's why we're bringing. That's why you're bringing rock downtown this year. Well, we we yep, we're, we're gonna switching, try it, rock. switching it up a little bit. A little bit. So there's a lot of country going on. You know, I'm from the south, like I mentioned, and and I have found that there are more country fans in Wisconsin mm-hmm. than there are in South Carolina. Interesting. That doesn't surprise me at all. Actually. And I just actually ran into um, Jody Messina's uh, booking manager is at the concert we're doing, and she said the same thing. And they're from Nashville. Oh. She said Wisconsin. Midwest, Minnesota, Iowa, there are more country fans that country music artists love coming up to the Midwest more than any other place in the country. That's interesting. You almost wonder if, and again, I don't know anything about country music, so I'm not going to pretend. Like, I always think if I did think the South likes the old country, you know, like they're still with the with that group pre-1995. Right. Because I do know my wife's a big country fan of how different country is, obviously, mm-hmm. if you listen to one radio oh, station yeah, for, for the next yeah, yeah. Absolutely. last 15 years alone, it's mm-hmm. completely changed. But then as we just say that, look at Rockfest. It just happened, and the the mass crowd, max records they had there, too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. They blew all the doors off this year. I was there the first night, the locals' night, because one of my friends' bands was opening Rockfest, and it was the biggest opening concert that they've had and it was crazy how many people were there i was expecting you know like a couple hundred people for being the local we know how to have a good time in the midwest during the summer months yeah it was so fun that was the Mm -hmm. first time i've been to that festival too and i was really impressed yeah there was an outrageous (laughs) amount of people there i was there the next night and uh the band uh, rock band non-point played at like four o'clock on the side stage you couldn't get into the side stage right yeah even to the beer line like there was just people and I've been to Rockfest before. It's usually not like that. Maybe Let's hope it's like that for True Blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're out there, you can help us do that at trueblueconcert.com, <laughs> downtown Menominee. Um, but yeah, that sounds... Okay, so big, big... I know you had a question. I'm sorry. I think we cut you off talking about random things. Oh, that's okay. I was just going to segue back into Diablo Blue a little bit oh, because sure. I want to know how you ended up um, wanting to buy that. Did you buy the building? Are you like what is in the process of buying okay. the building? So um, how it came about that was you own your own the building. That's yeah. not a common thing. <laughs> so <laughs> in, uh, leaving Kingpin, I fell in love with the restaurant service industry, and so when I knew that building was unused, and I knew the potential it could have if it was done the right way. The um, clean so way. yeah, so I just approached the city and said, "Hey, would you guys be interested in allowing us to do this?" And you know, one of their stipulations, we'd love to see another food option downtown. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, absolutely, that's where my background is, mainly in food. It's not even in college bars, really. Right. So that's why we put in the kitchen, and we serve food. And a lot of people don't even realize we serve food, I think, still. Mm-hmm. You know, we kind of have that college bar mentality, which is fine. I'll take in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and but again, yeah. your timing was, we just talked to Barbara from CNJ Candy Store last podcast. She opened during the pandemic. You opened, yeah. what, three months prior? Three months prior. You know, And it was right before Christmas, and, you know, we all... It's a common thing down in Menominee. I'm sure a lot of places in this area is January is by far the slowest month. It's yep. cold. Yep. There's no kids here. It's by far the slowest month of the year when it comes to retail. Everyone spent and, their right. money. Everyone spent their money. Everybody's exhausted. Yeah. We had one good month in February. Then yep. pandemic <laughs> hit in March. Yeah. So. so sorry. Cool. No, no, but we've been, we've been very blessed. I mean, the support has been great from college students and locals. Mm-hmm. We'd love to get more locals in there to see that we are more than just a college bar you know we have a great variety of food we feel um we're getting new tables here before um september so we we have a new look in there and and we really honestly just wanted to be able to take a building like that Mm -hmm. and turn it into something so it just doesn't rot away right and 
I'm sure part of the issue too with a lot of the locals maybe not frequenting it as much as that it was like a college bar for so many years. Yeah. The and, last and nothing previous. against those people. It, it used to open at nine o'clock at night. Right. It was right when the kids want to go out and have some fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're open at 5 p.m. daily. Um, Saturdays at noon so you can catch a Badger game. Sundays at noon so you catch a Packer game. Mm-hmm. Eight TVs, surround sound, all sorts of stuff. And uh, we have a wide variety of food. So it's just, it's our job to get people to realize You have air that. conditioning now? We do. Oh, <laughs> That's my goodness. That's the latest, the latest excitement. The late and great thing. You don't realize how much you take air conditioning for granted. Yeah. <laughs> it's much nicer in there now. There were some nights where I'd get, uh, get over there and the thermostat would be 97 degrees wow. in the bar. I bet. So yes. now we're happy that it stays at a cool 72. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll take that. Awesome. So. That's pretty that's, cool. Yeah, that's great. I'm I'm happy to see that a restaurant ended up in that space and it didn't just sit empty for years and years. Absolutely. Because, yeah, like you said, it having a spot that opens at 9 or 10 p.m. that is, you know, a club environment or a college bar, it is easy for the locals to just not even think to look right. into the space because right. they're used to just walking past it and not thinking about it if you're not going to places like that regularly so i'm happy to see you well we're happy thank you another restaurant we had our annual meeting there a couple years ago yeah and yeah the food there's the food is, was super is, good it is good and i know we we're again we on every podcast we talk about food because it's me i and can't Becca's help favorite. it i love food i know we I love food. Life center around food so. i know it's just the best but you know I mean, i've I'm probably e- said it on here before but eating's my favorite hobby i tell everybody that <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, we change yeah, up the menu good. constantly. We've got uh, some new mashed potato bowls coming in. Mm. Too, so those are going to be fun. So all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's fun. You know, in downtown, and just Miami in general has good eateries. Not a bunch, but the ones that are here are good. So, um, yeah. Absolutely. Sure keep your keep that your mind open to go to Diablo. And, uh, yeah. What you would know? you say is your specialty there? Like, is there an item on your menu that people... Our love? burgers and our rice bowls. I love rice bowls. Yeah. yeah. So we have some healthy you shouldn't rice whisper. Bowls we're recording. Fresh <laughs> avocado slices and Yum. salsa and black beans. So we have some good rice bowls. That sounds delicious. Those are good. My stomach just growled. And I'm a big uh, wing wing guy. fan. Wings yeah. are my number one food. Becca doesn't ask me that question. We have questions at the end of the podcast. But my number one favorite food it is, would be wings. It is wings. If I'm like on death row, I will. It will just be tons just wings. of wings of different flavors. And uh, they have a whatever how they have you guys have a Diablo sauce there. Yes, our Diablo brand's like sauce. a hot sauce, but Yum. it's like creamy buffalo. I mm. could just eat that in a uh, in a glass. It's so good. That, that on wings so is awesome. Yep. Yeah, so those are my. That's definitely. I do my like go-to. wings. They're just a lot of work for what you get out of it. You know, it's one of those oh foods God, that like it's a. It's a chore to eat it, so that's why I they usually pick other things and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'll well, eat them sometimes, but. Given the option for a boneless wing, I'll always pick it okay, because well, I don't want to. Yeah, pick you're bones what's wrong with the, with the wing industry? You want boneless <laughs> wings? I see that I um, <laughs> struck a nerve. nerve there. Uh, uh, boneless wings. I'll, li- I'll let myself and, out. And anyway, <laughs> and anyway, do not taste as good as a normal wing. Oh, I it's, agree with you. I'm okay. just saying they're easier to eat. Okay, as long as people are okay to admit that, I'm oh, fine with that. A bone-in wing tastes better. Okay, definitely. I, yeah, Occasionally, you know, the debate out there is: Can you even call it a boneless wing? Is there even it's such a thing? It's just a chicken nugget. It's literally a chicken nugget. Yeah, as you say, a sauce chicken nugget. It's a, yeah, it's in a like a, it's in a friggin' it's uh, just a spicy sphere. nugget. That's all. <laughs> it, that's all it is. It's terrible. That's I get the worst. it. Okay, I, I know I have your... the unpopular opinion here, <laughs> and that's the only, like I don't eat chicken nuggets anywhere else. Like <laughs> right. why? Why a boneless wing? Wing in quotes. Why is that like the one thing that I? 
I'm stuck on. I don't know. Another podcast coming to you soon is Boneless Wings or Traditional Wings. What <laughs> yeah. do you choose? Wings with Dustin. Day. There's already a the hot ones it. already exist. So we, yeah, that's got true. That we already have hot ones, so we, they beat us to the punch on that one. Um, so okay, so you still live in Eau Claire, correct? I am do. I, yeah, I travel here every other day, almost. Yeah. yeah. So uh, outside of you know only working all the time and doing all the things that everyone does, uh, what are some of your other favorite parts about just like Menominee in general? Absolutely. So um, one of my favorite parts was something that happened just this year was the ice rink that was over is by the library. Yeah, oh, across yeah. by the library. I never went I down to oh, it. I drove kids past a it plenty of times. Time, so it took my kids a couple of times to sled down the hills, play on the rink, everything like that. That was awesome. Yeah, that was really that was really a good great. idea. I think the city did it too. I yeah, believe. it was a partnership with China, a, with the city and, and a, a private yeah, person. Which was too, really so. awesome. It's surprising uh, that it took that long to like have an ice rink like that put up somewhere. Well, I know I'm that sure it costs they would they would do money. like a little one at Wakanda. It wasn't really an ice rink. They just got the sheet of you know just whatever that whatever you mm-hmm. have to do to get the right. the iced sheet. They would do it at Phelan Park sometimes too, but they never actually like made a deal out of it. Right. It was just like here's a sheet of yeah. This, this that had you the could... boards, and yeah, the lights, this, and yeah, and the fire and the s'mores if you wanted s'mores or hot dogs. The mayor, you know, ran into him a couple of times bringing hot dogs down. Yeah, there. that's awesome. Yeah, and then I saw they did a couple like tubing hills, right? Yeah, they had hill. like two sled hills. Yeah, it it's crazy. a perfect spot for it. Considering I it's missed just, everything mm-hmm. this last year. <laughs> I, right, I know. It's just like one I of took the my things. introvertedness to a whole new extreme <laughs> and didn't even wasn't even aware of what was happening. Yeah. Me, <laughs> and my kids and my wife, they love the races. They were just okay. at mm-hmm. the Meet the Driver race uh, last uh, Friday, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I believe so. So they A love popular the popular pastime too. in yeah. this town. Yeah. So lots of fun stuff to do. And I love going to other. I know people, this is a faux pas. They say, oh, you own a bar, so you don't like any other bars, which is not true for me. I like all the bars. So I love, and I love eating. So mm-hmm. I love going to check out the other bars and eating the food there and, and you know, Lucette and love the pizza. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. Pizza's so good. And it's you so can't good. expect other people to support your business if you're not also supporting Absolutely. theirs. You know, yeah. like you have to go. I have a very big theory of competition that uh, as long as you do what you do best, your customers are going to continue to come back to you. They might go to other people too, which they should. Right. Um, and there's no really no such thing as competition. There's enough mm-hmm. business to go around with everyone. Right. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. And if there's only one of everything down here nobody's gonna come right around. hence There's, why we're bringing a concert that's gonna hopefully pack all the stores and yeah. the restaurants and the bars anyway mm-hmm. not just diablo so it's yeah, not just about that is a big us. thing we are about the concert is that's gonna be a big day for the whole i mean if the concert goes from whatever time again you'll know if you go to the website by the time this podcast <laughs> airs uh like you know from like six to ten you know I mean, people are going to go and drink, and they're going to get food prior, well, yeah, and they're going to probably shop. Anytime you bring 2,000, 2,500 people down to a smaller area, yeah. they're not going to want to just be there the whole time. They're going to want to get some food beforehand. Well, mm-hmm. they can't fit all in one place. so. Right. And you have openers. You know, There's a lot of people that have no interest, and they will Absolutely. strictly go for Scott Stapp, and they do not care about the rest. That's right. So they come down here two hours early, you know, and then they're going to go get a couple drinks mm-hmm. and go whatever and hang out and then show up and watch the hour of the headliner and leave that's right so it's a yeah that's it's a good thing and yeah the more variety people understand that about anything it's it just helps everything out Mm -hmm. i'm like yes if we had 15 places the exact same but if you only have one of each you know i the big using an example of that is we have a really large antique store downtown Mm -hmm. town and country antiques and they changed ownership a few years ago to the lady sylvia who owns it now and there was an antique store like a block over called like emporium antiques is that what that one was called something like that and she bought it and like created another antique store 
And people were like, why would you compete with her shelf? She right. goes, because it creates more people that want to come down here to do antiques because there's two stores to go to. Absolutely. And granted, there's another one, T- Triangle Arts and Antiques, too. So it all makes it better. She was mm-hmm. actually afraid that if that antique store went out of business, less people would come mm-hmm. because there was only one store instead of two to go to. So And she probably stocks a wide variety at both different stores, too. Exactly. So right. Yeah, and they're everywhere. both completely now very different stores. Right. Well, now. yeah, and the thing with antiques – I. I love antiquing and thrift shopping. You really got me in a wormhole here. <laughs> the thing about Whoops. it, most antique stores is that they're like little booths. So like individual people have a little booth there. So like really every little section of that store could be a different person or a different type of right. experience. So having multiple stores for more people to display mm-hmm. their Absolutely. cool finds, I think is great. And with food too, like you, the more options you have, the more likely people are to stay in our community to go out to eat rather than... Or even going outside let's of say the a community. couple comes up from Eau Claire to go to the show, mm-hmm. and they go have some food, and let's just throw up at the Silver Dollar. They've never been there, mm-hmm. and they have an amazing experience and a great meal. So two months down the road, they're like, "Hey, you remember when we were in Menominee for that show, and we had that great meal? Let's take the short drive to Menominee tonight and eat there." Right. Right. Now we've created that continued business that people didn't realize was here. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, I I was just having this discussion with my wife the other day too. Is uh. Because of the pandemic, we have, I don't think we've physically eaten at like a sit-down restaurant in Eau Claire since pre-pandemic. And I think it's just because it's fallen out of our psyche and that concept. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, four years ago, it was like, oh, we go to the informalist for the night. And it was like, oh, we haven't been to Stella Blues in a while. We should go there because I can eat Silver Dollar whenever I want to because I live, you know. Now it feels right. like a long drive. It does. So, like, <laughs> me and her were just having a discussion the other day. We're like, we should get back to you know, getting over there or driving to Hudson once in a yep. while, you know, going down to Pier 500 that we like to do. Um, I like Mallory's. Mm. Mallory's, Mallory's is good. Rooftop bar. I love Mallory's. Hudson and Eau Claire both have great some spots. great spots to eat some food, yep. some awesome spots. But that's, that's you know, yeah, I agree with you on that, that it's just that it gets you in the rhythm a little bit. Yep. Sometimes it's hard. People don't do what they don't know. Right. So mm-hmm. now we've got to make them know it. So the right. next time they make a decision, it was, oh, instead of going here, let's go up there. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Or say they're here for the concert and they see all the shops that are probably closed at 9 p.m. by that point. But right. maybe they'll come back, come and, back and try want to go out to eat and check out Absolutely. some of the stores that we have. And I don't know. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that explore. was I mean, that was a big thing that they know. The one thing that the Mabel Tainer Theater does a good job at, which our next um, guest will be the director there because their their big season's coming out mm-hmm. is that's what, you know, they do a good job at that of drawing people into some big stuff. And they, they say they get a ton of spillover from people coming like two hours early yeah. mm-hmm. um, to go. I out. think we're all headed in the right direction. Yeah, I think so, too. The more we can activate the area, the better for everyone. Right. Yeah. And, I, you know, even with just the stuff that's going on this summer and again, just referring back to like the last conversation we had with Barbara in our last episode um, you know we were talking like this year's really been really good everybody's getting back on board now we're just hoping it sustains mm-hmm. yes you know it'll be fun to see what happens after next winter you know right when we come back out if everybody will be as excited mm-hmm. for stuff and right just events and like just the town and just and you know that's everywhere right and, and no matter what the last thing I could say is Thanks to the local community for support, but please continue to support all your restaurants and your bars Mm -hmm. and your shops. Because if we don't have that continued support, when things do get tougher, like if we get, you know, pandemic 2.0 coming back or Mm -hmm. whatever happens, we have to rely on on our local community in a day to get through it. Yeah. And and, and I always think of like support, too, is it's not like going to places every week or like not even once a month. But if it's just on your radar, even like. 
oh, you know, if you think back, like, oh, I ate here. I ate there four times last year. That's not bad. That's pretty good. That means you're going once every three months to one spot to go eat. Right. Or if like, you know, oh, I, I like to go like I need a book and I'll go down to the local bookstore. Every third book I buy instead of being like on Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's right. all it takes. Right. It's Absolutely. Just, you know. Or and it just takes even or telling a friend about it. Right. right. Maybe you don't want to go out to eat tonight. But yep. you tell Dustin you had a great experience at so-and-so. Exactly. And he goes and eats out. So, There's so right. many different you know? ways you can support a Absolutely. small business without actually going there and spending money. Just 100%. liking their social media posts or sharing stuff or telling a friend about it can go such a long way. And especially here, word of mouth is huge yep. in this community. Very and well said. People really trust their peers' opinions. And so if you have a really good time telling one of your friends like, oh, hey, I had this really these really good wings that now I'm probably going to try, even though I don't normally pick wings like that. Or nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> Chicken nuggies. But it um, is it is true, though. You know, yeah. we, uh, us three sit around the table and even the gentlemen working our sound. Um, you know, when you people don't understand what a like on a Facebook post does. For a small a, business. For a small yeah. business. I, mean, that, I, 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 I like one like will probably, is an automatic like probably 150 new views that because of you liking it. And don't so, always judge a book by its cover too. Mm-hmm. Right. They might not be just a college bar. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly it. Like, yeah, pigeonholing places. And I think everybody gets that. Like, you see yeah. an antique store. What's yep. the first thing you think of? Old, rusty something you know someone else's junk that they're yeah trying someone to else's there. junk and although i'm an antique always junkie like i love yeah. antique stuff, yeah, antiques so. are great it's so fun other people's junk is my, my treasures junk. it's a treasure hunt mm-hmm. and i love it <laughs> i'm always hoping to buy a photo that i accidentally tear apart and it's got the declaration of independence oh gosh, that no yeah. one knew about funniest so that's a funny story just because uh and I, i'm a huge pro wrestling is this fan. a nicholas cage story no it's, <laughs> it's funny though so my mom goes uh this is years ago she went to like a garage sale with a friend of hers Friend buys like a frame, you know, 25 cents or whatever. And behind that cardboard piece, mm-hmm. there's a signed autograph of Jesse Ventura and Adrian Adonis. They're both Jesse Ventura, the obvious future governor of Minnesota, but it was its old tag team partner from like the 80s because they wrestled in like the early 80s oh. in Minnesota. And uh, she was like, well, my son will know who these people are. She's like, obviously, it's Jesse Ventura. She's like, she, and I was like, oh, it's Adrian Adonis. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And now she gets to keep this photo and take it home with her because it was behind the cardboard for 25 mm-hmm. cents. I'm like, that's pretty. Right. It's pretty it's crazy. Yeah. There's That's treasures. What you're for, yep. right? right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we're coming to the end of the podcast. I'll, answer, I'll ask my question first. This okay. Time. Switch it up. Ugh, these go so fast. They do. I always it's wanted amazing. to keep talking for like two more hours. I know. So, okay. So, Becca and I always end the podcast with a one question. This is our one con- continuity we have at all yeah. in this pod- podcast. Uh, it's not having a good intro or outro. <laughs> <laughs> is, so, my question is what is your fa- all time favorite movie? Oh, put me on the spot. But so this is what I always say. This is always the response is the like kind of the first one that just it just pops into your head. Remember the Titans. Oh, mm. a classic. Classic. Remember the yep. Titans is so good. Denzel can pump up an audience. I know. He can motivate you to go out there and save the world. I mm-hmm. I always get in conversations with people like best sports movie and it's like I always don't want to say Remember the Titans. But, but it like is. I totally understand. Titans are greater than the gods. <laughs> I know. I know. I always a major league is mine for sports movies because I just think it's awesome. Great. Yeah. It is spectacular. But I you almost whenever you ask like because I'm sure it comes up. But I, I play vintage baseball, so sports movies come up a lot. And mm-hmm. Field of Dreams. And they had a comes they up. had a golf cart with a big baseball on it too. Yeah, know. exactly. But it always <laughs> comes up, and it is always hard not to just say like when people are like what's well, remember the Titans. I'm like. I know it's just such the easy answer because it is just such a good movie. It is. I own that movie on VHS still. What's your nice. fave? What? What's your fave? Uh, 
I was we, hoping you were going to ask me that because <laughs> I don't know. It changes every time. Currently, my favorite is um, Inside, Bo Burnham's new special oh, that, that he new did. Oh, that new special he did, yeah. A masterpiece. Yeah. Incredible. I watched like the first half. It's just awesome. I've seen it three times already. Yeah, I know multiple and people I can't have watched it a lot of times. Rewatching it. I was listening to the music on the way here. Like, I'm obsessed. It's yeah, a masterpiece. He's caught He's caught on with people for that. <sighs> yeah, I'm glad he came Do you back. watch enough sports movies to give us your favorite sports movie? I do like Remember the Titans. Um, that's the only one I can think of. That's okay. We'll let, we'll let it go because you picked a good one. Lately, we've been watching a lot of Marvel movies, though. My husband's really into Marvel movies, so we've been, we just finished watching Loki. The Loki one that I'm seeing. The show. Yeah, yeah we just watched finished watching Loki, good. and he also has been watching all of the deep dives into the theories about the Marvel oh, universe. No. So I'm in deep. He's unwrapping the, the whole thing. I oh. have so many theories in my brain that I didn't know were a thing before this last week. <laughs> my son, three and a half, uh, watched his first almost all the way through Marvel movie that wasn't like cartoon. You got two thirds of the way into Iron Man. He does think Iron Man, Spider Man, or Superman, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. But because he did like that, he could fly and shoot stuff out. Tell of his him hands. we have our own Iron Man here in town. Uh, right. The, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's up to you now. I think that my question is going to be harder for you to answer. Maybe not, though. <laughs> some people think it's easy. Some people think it's hard. Okay. Question. What's your favorite thing you've eaten lately? Favorite thing that I've eaten lately? Mm-hmm. Some people are like, oh, I don't know. I don't cook. I don't, or no. I, other people cook for me or whatever. I was right. like, that's okay. The favorite thing I've eaten lately because I'm on a kind of like a keto diet, mm-hmm. but my wife made me a cauliflower crusted pizza for the first time Yum. ever, and I was super nervous about it. Mm-hmm. It was great. Cauliflower crust amazing. is really good. Yeah. It really is. I did keto a couple of years ago for about six months, and it is. We made them a couple of times because yep. it, they actually mm-hmm. do make really good crust for pizza. So she made the regular pizza for her and the kids, of course, because that's not fair. And then that <laughs> for me, and I was just kind of like, mm, and this isn't happening. And then took one bite, and I'm like, never mind. Mm-hmm. This is great. It's surprisingly easy to turn cauliflower into other foods. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. People like it. And it took us this long to kind of figure it out. It took a keto diet to become super famous for everybody to realize like, here, it. Here, yeah. smush this cauliflower up and put it in the oven. It's good. Yeah. Trust it. <laughs> We've just been eating it with ranch in the Midwest for the last yeah. however <laughs> ranch long. Ranch makes it anything good in the Midwest. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> so. Well, thank you, Paul, for, ha- for yeah, being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. And uh, again, we'll just plug the concert one more time mm-hmm. go buy true tickets. blue concert buy your tickets at truebluconcert.com scott Stapp, formerly of creed lead singer will be there it's going to be a great show food trucks will be there it's going to be fun it'll be a good time reason to come out on september 11th yep agreed it's going to just be a good time everybody get out of the house definitely because the snow will be soon after. Yeah, exactly. Oh, way to Don't go, Paul. Don't even say that. Jesus. I have to. Maybe make uh, people buy more tickets. He's never allowed on the podcast. <laughs> make people the, buy more tickets. He said the S word. And it's yeah. only going to be soon shutting your home because of the snow. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's true, though. So. <laughs> well, thank you for being on here, yeah, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. We appreciate it. So. See you next time. See you next time.